Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I am so excited to be having the conversation we're about to have today. I have been introduced to an amazing couple, Andrea and Gabe Olson, and so they're going to be joining us today at the table as we talk about how do we share with our kids who God is and that God is at work in their actual lives right now. How do we point and make those kinds of conversations happen with our kids? And what I am excited to talk to them about is y'all, they have made a series of books called the big God books. And these books are beautiful children's books that really make the idea that God is at work in your life, even when you're a young child, that he cares for you and he is moving and working. They make that concept come alive to a child. So Andrea and Gabe, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is so fun. Yeah. Now I know from your bio that you're parents of five kids, right? Is that true? Uh, Three. 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 Oh, I misread your bio. I'll (laughs) I'll fix that. Let me change that. So I know from your bio that you're parents of three kids. Isn't that right? Yes. We have three girls. Oh, wow. I am the only um, boy. I'm just going to point that out. Our our, our family. (laughs) <laughs> only one, so holding strong. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're not going for eight. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah. We're we're done at three. So that's amazing that you have eight kids. Oh well, we have um in our birth order, we had uh, one boy and then we had three girls. And um and really kind of in in a lot of our ways felt we were done. And we've joked that our oldest son prayed the next two boys into oh. existence. <laughs> yes. But um I know I have just such an affection for little girls growing up together. Mm-hmm. I I just think it's amazing. I love watching my girls interact like they do. So I know it's fun. Yes, it is. They are precious for sure. They're well, precious, but they also know how to push each other's buttons a little bit. Well, they you know, they, they get right in there and they, they don't take anything from anybody, especially <laughs> their sisters, right? Yeah. I know. And there's always, uh, you know, not calling anybody out in my family or whatever, but there's always one that's the pot stirrer. There's always one that, you know, and as ours got older, I pulled her aside and I said, I have noticed in life that you are my pot stirrer. So (laughs) I'm going to be praying about that with you, but can we be sensitive to the fact that your, your first delight is to get in and stir the pot and then retreat and just watch the action. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. Yes. We have one of those too. <laughs> As I get older, you can make her more self-aware. Um, and actually I just love that child too. I mean, they're, they're amazing, but so you have created this big God book series. Did you create it for your girls first? Was it something like that? Yeah, we did actually. Um, it, 
it, it started, I don't know, five, six years ago. I'm in a, a coaching organization. They talked about how to instill values to your kids um, for future generations. And they talked about really branding and putting a handle on experiences in your life, making it very simple so you can refer back to them with your kids. Like, hey, do you remember, you know, one of our books is The Day God Moved the Rain. Hey, do you remember the day God moved the rain? And that that opens up a, a world of memories and a teaching and in their minds of what uh, what all that is about. So I, I kind of begin on that journey and um, it sat on the shelf for a couple of years and um, I'd try and fail and not get much done. And then it really took Andrea coming along and pushing it through and, and bringing it to fruition and taking it to where it is today. So she she gets most of the credit for it. Um, she pushed through it, but we, we did write it together and we are, um, it's, it's really cool to see how it works with the girls. Yeah. It's been really fun to, um, be able to have a like tangible visual to, you know, for these, for our girls, like these things, they remember when these things happened or they have heard us talk about these stories and they're not in the far distant, like past where they <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, I, that was a hundred years ago or, you know, whatever. It's like, this was now how God is working in our lives now. And so it's been a powerful tool and conversation to be able to have with our girls, because when they say things like, well, I don't, you know, we, don't we all, it, we all have these times in our lives where we think, I don't think God is speaking to me right now, or well, how is he moving in my life? I don't see it. You know, I'm in a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had you know, our oldest say things like, I don't know if he speaks to me. And she was really pretty young when she said that maybe eight and, um, but she's honest, but she's honest. It's really cool. Yeah. So cool. It's so precious to be able to have that conversation with her and then to be able to point back and say, uh, well, do you remember when God moved to the rain? Or do you remember in these other areas of your life where he was working and maybe it wasn't, you know, the sky opened. Cause maybe that's what she was expecting. Cause mm-hmm. what, at eight years old, she's like, I don't know what to expect. I think I expected angels to like appear and yeah. talk to me. I was like, yeah. my whole goal as an eight year old to see <laughs> God talk to me through an angel. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, the Bible talks about that and that's a very real thing, but, um, yeah, just to be able to, um, show her the ways that maybe are unexpected, but mm-hmm. when we open our eyes and we choose to look at it through the lens of scripture and through the lens of, of the Lord, then we see like, oh man, he was doing something there. I just didn't see it. Or I was too wrapped up in what I wanted it to be mm-hmm. <laughs> or what I thought it was going to be, um, to, to be able to, to see it. I think that's so powerful because, one of the things I've observed with mine and one of the things that my husband and I have tried to really do is that first step, I think of, um, spiritual awareness that you begin to observe in your children is that the, the beginning of, I mean, who is God not, you know, I think I personally believe sometimes as a believing parent that we are almost And I was desperate when I had my first little ones. I'm like, oh my goodness, I want them to know about Jesus. And I want them to know that Jesus loves them and he died for them. And I want this. I, I want this. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's setting me in the wrong position inside of that anyway, but understanding that developmentally and really for 
watching God at work in my children's lives, what the spirit begins with first and what that conversation begins with at first is who is God and why does that matter to you? Like, does God care about you? Is God at work in your life? Before we ever can Mm -hmm. cross the bridge of, and you're in desperate need for a God because of your sin. And some of that kind of does sort of happen inside of the same life stages, but I've really noticed with mine that it's that first birthing of, I mean, is God personal to me? Is he somebody that isn't interested in me? And having those conversations is, is so important. You know, when I talk to moms all the time, I'm like, like, we can talk about how much God loves them because it's a sunny day today. Like Mm -hmm. God is in charge of our weather and we can have conversations like that. Even when they're little, we're walking outside with a stroller and we're like, look how God made this day sunny. But what I love is that as my children begin to get older, just like what you said about your daughter, they've been like, well, okay. So I would agree God made the earth, you know, but does, is God interested in me? Yeah. And what I loved about a little love, the book that, that we have here, which, um, I, I have enjoyed reading a little love, which is the book that, um, I received children have enjoyed it. Um, I kind of set it on the counter as a test and just let them see what I was just like, I wonder what they'll do with this book. Sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, at this point in the game, I'm, yeah, I, I kind of like running those kind of experiments and seeing. Good for you. But, yeah. But I think that um, what I loved when we have now talked about the book is the clearness of the message that you put in the book, A Little Love, that this little boy was lonely because his friend moved mm-hmm. away. And the question basically that he had underlying inside of him is, does God love and care enough about me that he would send me another friend? Mm, Yeah. And it's so real at that young age of children. Yeah. Yes. It's so real. And I think, you know, something that I have learned as a parent and on our parenting journey is like when, when our kids, when they're little, they have something that happens to them. That is, is a, is a big deal. And for us as adults, we might think, well, it's, that's not that big of a deal. And that's kind of our, our our, like initial response in the scope of your life. This is not that big. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait. But also, yeah, it is. It's like not helpful for them to have, you know, us say that all the time. And, but to, for me to realize like, but this is their big deal. Like mm-hmm. this is such a big deal because actually in the scope of their life of what they've experienced, this is the, the hardest thing. Like my best friend moving away, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. And so to, yeah, it, it was just a really beautiful thing for us to, um, to write a story surrounding that to, like you said, remind people that he does care. He is personal and that then he is working. There are miracles to see in our lives, even when it's not, you know, maybe the, the child's hope would be like, well, I'm going to pray that my friend doesn't move away. (laughs) Right. Like I'm going to pray that this is right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and so to, to see though, that God was working 
on, on his behalf mm-hmm. and was that personal caring was, yeah. um, was the goal. Well, and I think one thing that when we talked about this book afterwards, cause we were then sitting around, we have moved. And so we were like the friend who leaves <laughs> and, but mm-hmm. also the friend yeah. who comes to a new place or the child who comes to a new place and doesn't know anybody. And mm-hmm. it was a natural springboard to then say, well, what, mm-hmm. how do you see God providing for you? in terms of friends and how has God loved you? Well, you know, when, remember when we moved here and y'all were nervous about going to church and going to school and not knowing anyone, what have you seen God do? And Mm -hmm. so I just thought it was great. Um, and I really like actually Gabe, what you just said, I'm still processing it a little bit, but about branding. So I think that I, do that of, but I've never purposefully labeled it. And I actually really like that label because it is that room going back. What I've always thought of it as is making these almost like the Israelites make altars, you know, and then they were told, I mean, God literally said, these are going to be here so that when your kids go through here and they're like, why is that there? You can tell them. And I know that that's what you said, but that's actually really significant. I don't want to gloss that over. Yeah, it's been the conversation that follows is really interesting too, because it's the conversation of what do you, what altar do you want to build? So Mm -hmm. your kids see, right. And what story do you want to tell around that altar? Mm -hmm. Which, um, uh, one of the things, yeah, I'll speak for me uh, that I struggle with our kids is, is I always want to over, <clears throat> excuse me, over explain or over give them too much information when in fact I should just be focused on them, right? You know, my explanation doesn't matter right now. What matters is what they're thinking or what they're feeling. And maybe I should listen a little bit more than try to justify something that's going on or maybe um, in your scenario, you know, justify moving. It's it's less about why are we moving? It's more about, well, how does that make you feel? What do you think God wants to do in your life through this? You know, how is he taking care of you through this? How can mommy help? You know, those type of things. So our conversation around altars and stories that we want to give our kids has been, it's been really rich for our relationship as well and causing us to look deeper and say, what are those things and how can we communicate? So that, that's been a really fun journey. We don't have all the answers for that. We have four of them, right? We have, we have four books we, <laughs> we came up with, but there, there is a lot to pick from, which is kind of fun to look at and remember God's goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really, um, amazing to see the conversations that like, he was saying that come out of that, you know, just this, this simple little tool, this simple book, um, these simple stories that for us are very personal. Uh, but then to be able to like, take that further and dig a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper and, and just can continually solidifying in their hearts and minds that God is always working in our lives and he does always, um, move on our behalf and he cares enough to, to be personal. And so, um, it's like what it, it's kind of like, we ask ourselves, like, what, what story do you want to tell? Like, what do you want to remember? You know, cause Mm -hmm. obviously with each one of these stories, there's a 
there's a hard side of it too. Like there's the Mm -hmm. questioning and there's the like, well, what if he didn't, or why didn't he move this way? Or why did I have to move to even have this story? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and that is, um, a really beautiful part of it too, because then we can open up that conversation, but I'll also turn it back to, but remember and see how he was working and how he was moving. And, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier about like, thank you God for this sunny day. Like maybe it rains later, you know, but it's like, look at the sunny day that he made. And so choosing to um, have gratitude in, in our circumstances, we might not always be grateful for them, but we can be grateful in them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I know that you have a, Andrea, you have something else that you do where you kind of help with worship with adults and pastors, right. And people ministry. But I wonder, you know, really one of the things that Troy and I have conversations about with our children is really helping them learn to worship God. Yeah. In, like you said, just the gratitude of the moment of going, God, you are a good God. And it, and it's in this moment right here, even this stuff that doesn't, you know, maybe even feel good or whatever, but I, I have this, I have this memory of one of mine who, um, we went to see, we went to see that it's, I, I live in South Georgia. We went to see this stuffed museum like of this massive hunter and stuffed lots of things that he had found all over the world and stuffed and then it was a museum so the children could it's like a zoo but everything's not alive and um (laughs) it was it was a strange experience in the moment life in south georgia sounds kind of (laughs) interesting what else you guys do down there you know it was different and um but Part of it, and I didn't even see it happen. My friend told me she, one of them was a giraffe. And so my little guy is able literally to walk under the legs of this giraffe. So he walks under the legs of the giraffe and then he looks up at the giraffe and he's like, this is a big giraffe. And then he just keeps walking through this museum. It's like this one statement, this is a big giraffe. But then that night we're getting in the bed. And we're getting ready to pray and we we're talking about our day. And, and he goes, that, there was a big giraffe there today. And I was like, yeah, there was, he goes, I was under that giraffe. That giraffe was huge. And I said, it was big. And he goes, you think God's bigger than a giraffe? Wow. And it was in that moment that I realized like that was actually clicking something in place for him. Wow. That and and then his prayer was literally, God, I am so glad you are bigger than a giraffe. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so cool. That's precious. That is really amazing. And but it's that teaching our children like to worship in those moments and go, yeah, God's inside of this. Like in yeah. comparison to a giraffe, it's humongous. Mm-hmm. But humongous didn't mean anything to his little, I think he was maybe two or three's world until he stood under a giraffe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. What's so yeah. cool is he actually stood under the giraffe and nobody can tell him the giraffe wasn't big, right? Because he was there. His mom could say, no, it's not really that big. It's actually a smaller giraffe. You're just really small. And he would argue with you till you're blue in the face. And that's, that, 
that's kind of the thought behind uh, the books is um, when you talk about miracles with your kids and ones that they've had a part of or been there for, um, I don't know if you, in life, sometimes you ask, well, you know, does God really do miracles or was this all a long time ago was a parting of the Red Sea, um, just a, a story. But um, when they come in contact with those questions, with people who question it, you, you know, if they've experienced it and they understand that, just like your little guy, you can't argue him off of that, right? You know, right. oh, you could say, well, the draft didn't exist. You imagined it. No, well, the draft really wasn't wasn't that real, wasn't that big. No, I was there. You know, mm -hmm. no, you were wrong. And that's what we want for our kids, right? We want to remind them that uh, God's goodness and where he's worked in their lives so they can go back to it, to that altar. And they can... Um, they can't be argued off a ledge because they were there. They, they saw the draft, they touched the draft, you know, those type of things. So that's, I love how you said that. And um, we are much on the same page and it's cool to see how their, their brains form around that, which is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if, if you were to meet one of the Israelites to, who crossed the Red Sea, yeah. I mean, we could say all we want, right. And say like, well, did that really happen? Like, I mean, how could that happen? It doesn't matter. They're like, I, I, I don't know how it happened. I it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was there. I touched the wall. I, of I water. The, you know? <laughs> and, and so for, for us, yeah, it's just a really powerful thing to, you know, with, with the books, um, to be able to point back and, you know, for us and for our kids, like these things happened, but also we want to instill a sense of hope for the people who read it, because let's face it, our world is a tough place and there's, mm -hmm. um, a lot of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to put this book, uh, and especially this most recent one that, um, just releasing here now in September, um, a little love, the one that you have to, to, um, be able to put it in people's hands and, and say, Hey, we want to remind you <clears throat> that God is working and moving now. These things yes. happen now. And we want to remind you that there is hope, that there is hope that he sees you. And like you said, that he's personal and he cares enough to, you know, for us in the first book, it talks about the the physical miracle we saw of God moving the rain, the little church for the little church. But in this book, a little love that um, it's the, an unexpected miracle, a way that he worked is working under the surface and working on our behalf, even when you don't see it right away. Yes. So there are, are there three or four? So I know there's the little church. Tell me about, tell me about the series. Yeah. So it is a four book series. The fourth book is forthcoming. It's coming in 2023. Oh, good. Okay. And so, yes. So he just like speaks that out to the world. Sorry, wasn't I supposed to no, say that? I don't know. No. He's got to keep her eye on me. I get in trouble. Okay. So. <laughs> so the first book, uh, a little church came out in 2021 and that book was kind of what started it all. I don't know. Do you want to just give a little synopsis about? Sure. I can do that. Uh, the book is essentially about uh, a little church that was in a, a expansion project and uh, wanting to build. And um, they were in a critical point of the project and a big storm was coming and uh, the storm would have uh, knocked, you know, they just had the rafters up and it would have, push the rafters over and pretty much um, push the crane over and it would have been really rough, uh, a bad day. And he, um, God, he parted the the rain. I mean, 
uh, we were there. You sat on top of the church and I was on top of the rafter at the time and looked all the way around. And there was um, for about a mile out, there was a, a, a big um, circle where there was no rain. And then there was the wall of rain and storm in every direction. I think you have a picture of it on the map too. It was the craziest thing. And another wow. you know, construction guys who weren't there, the crane operator, he wasn't a, he wasn't a believer. And he goes, I don't know what you guys got going on here, but I've never seen anything like it. Mm. So, uh, you know, that, that was a cool one that kind of, that started it all and, and got us thinking. And then, yeah, we just wanted to, uh, to remember that story. You know, that's really how it started. It's like, we just want to remember. We never want to forget that yeah. that was our altar, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but to the more that we talked with people and shared it with people, it was like, we could see that it was, um, it was like a God idea. You know, it was mm-hmm. something that we wanted to share with people just to bring hope and reminder that he does do those big things still. Um, and so the, the second book is called a little lunch. And that one is a story of, uh, the, the real life story is the, conference that I planned for worship leaders. Uh, it was the very, very first one. And there was just a lot of faith jumps that we took in that first, I mean, we seated the money ourselves and I just was like, I don't know if I can regroup this money. You know, we're going <laughs> to end up in the hole and what if nobody comes and you know, all these yeah. things, but there were just so huge faith jumps that we took. And, um, and, and there was a point where I had to decide how many lunches I was going to buy. And mm-hmm. I remember we were sitting there chatting and, and he, he said, well, cause I was just a stress ball. Like I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, like, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of stress. The first one. Yeah. Very yeah. Pregnant. I, imagine. Yes, I don't I know like why we did it when you were pregnant. pregnant so yeah. that was oh, our wife. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a conference when <laughs> yeah, you're pregnant. Good that. idea. Um, <laughs> but I was, and he looked at me and he goes, well, what do you want to say when you get to the other side? I cry every time I say this. You're doing well. You you made it through so I know, far. Almost. Yeah, way to um, go. But I he said, Do you want to say that you swung for the fences? Or do you want to say you played mm. a face? Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, you know, like yeah. I don't want to say I played safe because That's I just knew question. in my heart that God was telling me, like, you just like go buy those lunches. And yeah. it sounds so silly because it was just a catering phone call. But for us, like we didn't have the money to cover them. We didn't yeah. have the money to pay for 250 lunches. Yeah. When 250 people didn't show up to pay for them. Right. And, and so, um, we actually, we, we did not have 250 people show up and we, um, it, it was a just kind of a disappointing, a pretty devastating thing because I thought like, Oh, I heard God wrong. I, I, what did I mess up here? Um, but really what happened was God was working under the surface and he was using my faithfulness, our faithfulness as a couple and as a family, because that day there was a ministry, um, in need of food at that church who hosted the conference. And they had a big ministry event going on for, um, people in the community and they needed lunch. (laughs) So we were able to donate all of the lunches because they, you know, were, they were lacking and in need and not sure, you know, how they were going to feed all these people. And so it was like, God used that 
And we were kind of the pass through to be a part of somebody else's answered prayer. And so we just made that story, um, into a book for a relatable way for kids of a little lunch. And it's a mom who's planning a party and, you know, just this whole idea of like, at, you know, did God answer our prayers? Why didn't he answer our prayers? But then for them to see this turn of like, wait a minute, he did. Mm-hmm. He answered our prayers. Cause we prayed that we could feed a lot of people. Actually, <laughs> we, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And, and we did. And, and you so, did. Yeah. Um, but the, for us, it's very personal and, um, emotional. We're passionate about it, but the point of it is to start a conversation for yes. people in homes about like, okay, so this was their story. What's our story? Yeah. I think that's a natural jumping. I mean, cause that's actually what happened when we've read this book and then these conversations have just been coming even this morning, honestly, when I was driving my kids to school, I said, well, I've got to get home because I'm talking to the people who wrote the book that y'all read, you know, and of course the, the big debate in the car was what is G's real name? And <laughs> in the book, the little boy is only G the letter G. Yep. And he's always G. Yep. Yeah. And the so, best thing is when there's a little two-year-old that's like, hi G, yeah. you know, they, they read it. And it's, G. it's G. And my little ones are like, his name is G. And my bigger kids are like, no, that's a nickname. His name is something, but we don't know it. <laughs> Amazing. I, think- well, I kind of, it's, It's something that we didn't really see coming as like a debate because honestly, like we just thought it was so cute and such like a fun way to open up every book. It's hi, I'm G. Want to hear a little story about my big God? Come along with me. And we just thought it was so fun and so cute. Uh, But um, we, we did this fun little thing on social media a while back about like guess G's name and, Uh you know, did some giveaways and stuff, but G's real name is is Gilbert and he has grandpa G. So he's like, you know, Uh named after his, his grandpa Gilbert. And for us as the authors, we just love that Gilbert means like, um, like trustworthy and honorable. And so for us, meaning name meanings are just a really important thing to us when we are naming our kids and everything. And so for that, we loved that as his character and his personality, because he is relatable. We want him to be like honorable and trustworthy for kids and families to like, listen to his story that he, he tells right. So his, his real name is Gilbert. Okay. Mystery solved. Mystery yeah. solved. I'll have to, I, I'll have to decide if I want to tell my kids. I know. right? I, was, I don't know if you want to, it sounds pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty amused by that. But in that conversation after that, then it was that it, it is, I mean, the story just is a natural springboard. It lets little minds I just really like the way you wrote it. Um, it lets little minds understand what happened in the story, but also go, but I can relate to that. Like sometimes books, I mean, I'm kind of a book. Um, my, I'm in our, our family, my kids treat me like the librarian and I (laughs) have realized I'm a, a book like hoarder. There's way too many books in here. We moved into a house with no bookshelves and that was an issue. I just didn't even realize there were no bookshelves in this house and had to build bookshelves everywhere. <laughs> but, um, it, what I really like is in this simple, 
um, and I like that it was sing-songy. I liked reading it out loud. Um, I appreciated that <laughs> personally, <laughs> but um, that's all you right there. That's Andrea. She's <laughs> She's the creative one. The yeah, well, I like lyricist. it because when I'm reading to a child, I really appreciate it when I can read kind of in a rhythm. Does that yeah. sound crazy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> we read okay. our kids and there's a lot of books around here. So we, yeah. we appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So this with, book with was side wonderful. note, uh, reading your kids. So I'm going to take a little rabbit trail. I don't know how you moms do this. Like Andrea reads to him and I read to him. It takes me like one book and I'm ready for a nap. Like literally, I I don't know what it is. I'm sitting there, I'm yawning. I'm going, oh my goodness, you know. I mean, it's like a three-page book. She can sit down and read twenty of them, and I I continue to ask her, what is this? And I'm convinced it's just a gift God gives moms, right? And there's no other way around. It's the supernatural thing. Like like they can power through these books and not fall asleep. And I'm I'm just dogging him. So tired. So. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. I don't know whoever's listening to this, but if you're a mom, you have a supernatural gift to read, I'm, books. To read books and not fall asleep and invest in your kids. Cause <laughs> I, as a dad do not have that. Yeah, yeah we definitely, we have, I have a picture of my husband and our oldest in a chair and he's probably two. I know what house we were in. He's about two. And he is intently, the picture is he's, my son is intently staring at the book and my husband is totally, his head is back and he's probably snoring. <laughs> he's gone. Exactly. And exactly. Dad's just looking at the pages, waiting for daddy to say whatever he's going to say next. Whenever he says, <laughs> he passed out. Yep. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> dead. Asleep. That's funny. <laughs> oh, well, I, I appreciate your time today. Where can people find you and find these books? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, they can find us on social media at the big God books and then head to the big And we have, uh, the first and second book that we talked about. And then especially this third book, a little loved is just launching, uh, September 13th. So you can get that one on the website as well. Um, and you know, if people prefer to shop on Amazon or, you know, Barnes and Noble, that kind of thing, they, you can also find it on their websites. Okay. Um, at thebiggodbooks.com is a great place to start. Okay. And we'll make sure and put that in the show notes and put all of your info so people can quickly, mamas can quickly find you because um, this is, this is really good. It's Thank wonderful. I've, I, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to, I'm going to go grab the other ones, um, the little church and the little lunch. Yes. Um, I yes. think those will be fun additions to our home as well. So wow. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for plowing this ground and doing this. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for this conversation and for having us. Um, and yeah, this was fun. It was so fun. You're fun to chat with. Yeah. Not everybody's fun to chat with, but you are. This is great. Yeah, it was very easy. And just thank you for uh, the encouragement, too. It's always um, majorly encouraging to us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence 
and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.